It's Monday, March 28th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Russia has increasingly focused on grinding down Ukraine's military in the east in the hope of forcing Kyiv into surrendering part of the country's territory to possibly end the war. The bulk of the Ukrainian army is concentrated in eastern Ukraine, where it has been locked up in fighting with Moscow-backed separatists in a nearly eight-year conflict. If Russia succeeds in encircling and destroying the Ukrainian forces in the country's industrial heartland called Donbas, it could try to dictate its terms to Kyiv and possibly attempt to split the country in two. The Russian military declared Friday that the first stage of the operation had been largely accomplished, allowing Russian troops to concentrate on their top goal, the liberation of Donbas. Many observers say the shift in strategy could reflect President Vladimir Putin's acknowledgement that his plan for a blitz in Ukraine has failed, forcing him to narrow his goals and change tactics amid a disastrous war that has turned Russia into a pariah and decimated its economy. Back in the U.S., with the last nine unscripted words of an impassioned speech about Russia's aggression in Ukraine, President Biden created a troubling distraction, undermining his effectiveness as he returned home to face restive Americans who strongly disapprove of his performance on issues that matter most to them. His comment that Russia's Vladimir Putin cannot remain in power, an assertion that his aides were forced to quickly clean up, overshadowed his larger message of solidifying the Western coalition that's confronting Moscow. It punctuated another frustrating moment for an administration that struggled to regain its footing and the American electorate's support in the face of an ongoing pandemic, escalating inflation, and an increasingly complicated foreign policy crisis that raises the specter of nuclear conflict. Although he's forged a united front to punish Russia with sanctions for the invasion of Ukraine, polls show Americans feel no better about his leadership as the bloody war continues. South of the border, El Salvador's Congress approved emergency powers that suspend constitutional guarantees and loosen arrest rules for 30 days to combat a record wave of gang-related killings that forced the closing of businesses and the suspension of public events over the weekend. The measures, requested by President Nayib Bukele on Saturday evening and passed by legislators at around 3 a.m. local time Sunday, impose restrictions on free assembly, loosen arrest rules to extend detentions, and allow the interception of communications. El Salvador is home to violent gangs such as the MS-13 and 18th Street Gang, which have long terrorized cities and extorted business owners in the small Central American nation. The criminal organizations also have an extensive presence in U.S. communities, according to the U.S. government, as rampant violence and epidemic poverty have led to mass migration to the United States. In health-related news, China began its most extensive lockdown in two years Monday to conduct mass testing and control a growing outbreak in Shanghai as questions are raised about the economic toll of the nation's zero-COVID strategy. China's financial capital and largest city with 26 million people, Shanghai had managed its smaller past outbreaks with limited lockdowns of housing compounds and workplaces where the virus was spreading. But the citywide lockdown that will be conducted in two phases will be China's most extensive since the central city of Wuhan, where the virus was first detected in late 2019, first confined its 11 million people to their homes for 76 days in early 2020. 
Shanghai's Pudong Financial District and nearby areas will be locked down from Monday to Friday as mass testing gets underway. And the final four matchups in the men's NCAA tournament are set, with four Blue Bloods squaring off with a national title on the line. Number one Kansas will take on number two Villanova, and number two Duke will face number eight North Carolina in New Orleans on Saturday. Number one Kansas is a favorite based on being the only number one seed left to survive, while number two Villanova is the most experienced of the four teams. Number two seed Duke is trying to send coach Mike Kurzuski off in style in his final season, and North Carolina is a number eight seed but is hardly playing like it as arguably the hottest team in the final four. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and themorningnews.com.